Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic Indie Creator interview. It's your Cape Crusader Cody, and we're keeping it geekly with our new guest, Danny Barron. We're here to break down Halloween Town issues one, two, and three. And man, I was talking backstage with you. I loved each and every single one of these issues. Danny, this was awesome. Thank you so much. But before we dive into uh, the comic side of things, let's begin with a who you are and how you got into creating comics. Yeah, um, well, I currently live in the LA area, but I'm originally from a small town on the East Coast um, in Connecticut. Um, I grew up there, um, so you see a lot of that in my writing, uh, kind of small town settings. Um, and yeah, I grew up loving comics. I uh, was a big fan growing up. I was a big DC Comics kid. Um, and I'd always wanted to write comics and, you know, I kind of moved out to LA, got into screenwriting, tried to get my foot in the door with that and still trying to do that. Um, and so that was a lot of my time and energy for a while. Um, but although, you know, that whole time I thought in the back of my mind, I'd love to do a comic book. And I had this pilot uh, script that I'd written called Halloween Team. And, you know, I submitted it to contests, tried to get it out there, the usual kind of stuff that you do. And I really liked it. And I was frustrated when it wasn't seeming to get a lot of traction. And so I thought, you know what, this could be the one that I finally do this and turn this into a comic book. And I decided to go for it. It's and it's gorgeous. Uh, who's uh, can we uh, give a little bit of a shout out to the other uh, part of the creative team involved? Yeah, a hundred percent. Matt Schultz is the artist on this. He's fantastic. He's doing everything. He's doing pencils, inks, colors, letters, covers. So really, a jack of all trades. It's not often that you see that, and mm -hmm. so I was really lucky to find him as a creative partner on this. Um, we actually just connected through an online forum. Um, shout out to Connecting Comic Book Writers and Artists on Facebook. <laughs> I think I'm actually a part uh, of know. that group. Yeah, I don't know what the success rate is on that group, but I got lucky that I found a great artist from it. And, you know, there's a lot of like spam you have to kind of go through when you're on mm -hmm. there and just kind of kind of shady characters. But I think Matt stood out because he seemed very genuine and we had really good back and forth emails. And I knew I needed somebody who was going to be like a creative partner on the comic to do the world building, help with the design of the characters, the logo, all of that. So that was a big factor for me, aside from just the art itself, but knowing I would have that good collaborator in Matt. No, that is awesome. And I, I there's just that one scene in particular, uh, the dance, we were talking about it backstage, and it was just like so visually striking, the colors, the way characters mm -hmm. were highlighted with different colors, to like emphasize, like the, the lights, it was just mind melting i mean i i yeah. love matt's work in this it, it is so gorgeous so uh let's get back to you a little bit you uh are notorious i did a little bit of uh digging up uh, <laughs> uh notorious with your scripts i mean i've seen nothing but high high praise uh well the blacklist i think um it's like a twitter account it has like one hundred and forty thousand followers like mm -hmm. named you one of the best scripts or the readers named you one of the best scripts uh during that that year a phenomenal job on that we were talking backstage uh so like once upon a time uh, 2007 a, a short film that you uh co-wrote wrote as well uh that you know how, not very good <laughs> <laughs> but, how much of yeah. that did did you use to like kind of just like help carve the way into uh you know cr creating comics well definitely just screenwriting in general i think you know over it's one of those things similar to comic writing it's all kind of 
you know, related and just over the years writing and plugging away at it, improving my craft, you know, you really grow as a writer, you mm -hmm. know, as you do that and you become more confident as a writer, you explore different genres, you sort of find your voice. So I, I do think it's applicable where by the time I was working on Halloween team, I felt pretty confident in my voice as a writer. Actually, before I wrote the Halloween team pilot, uh, I had written a script called Alt Alex that was also a TV pilot. Mm -hmm. And that was really, for me, kind of a breakout moment where it combined a lot of things I loved, a lot of the genres I love. It was a combination of sort of comedy, adventure, sci-fi, and it got the best response I had ever had from a script. And so after that, I was like, all right, Halloween team or uh, Alt Alex is sort of the template. Mm -hmm. And with Halloween team, it was originally intended to sort of be like a follow up to Alt Alex, where it's like, hey, if you liked Alt Alex, you'll also really like Halloween team. Um, and for whatever reason, it didn't seem to resonate quite as much. You never know with screenwriting. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was one of the things where I thought, okay, you know what? I really like Halloween Team, so I'm going to do it as a comic. And actually, it's interesting. Um, a, a couple of years ago, I was at Comic-Con in San Diego. And I saw a panel from one of my favorite comic writers, uh, Pete Tomasi. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a big admirer of stuff he had been doing on Superman at the time. Uh, he sort of like really, you know, put the John Kent character on the map, loved what he was doing there. And um, he was talking about how, as he had been doing more and more screenwriting, he had begun writing his comic book scripts in screenplay format. And it sort of was like a light bulb moment for me where I was like, oh, okay. Cause I had been struggling to find the time. Like, okay, if I want to get into comics, how do I balance that with screenwriting and everything else? And it was sort of a light bulb moment to think like I could take some of the material I have and readapt it, but mm -hmm. not worry so much about like the format and like learning a whole new format of comic book writing. And I found that like Matt Schultz, the artist is pretty receptive to it um, to get scripts in screenplay format. You know, it doesn't seem like I'm sure every artist has different thoughts on it, but like, I, it seems like people are relatively open to getting scripts in that format, which for me was huge because it meant I could work in a format I was very comfortable with already. And it felt like you guys had a really outstanding and cohesive relationship, even from issue one all the way. I mean, issue three was just a chef kiss. I just I love that, you know, everything that happened in that. But like throughout yeah. all the issues, just felt like that relationship between you guys was just phenomenal. So I just the, the start of issue one was just I loved it, you know, a time before cell phones. I think we all remember that, right? Like where yeah. you didn't have to get on Facebook or MySpace or whatever to see where your friends were. You just looked in the front yard, seeing where the bicycles were. And you're like, okay, that's where the crew, the crew is. Like, you know, was that your inspiration for some of this? Or like, where did that fondness come from? A little bit. I think it's very specifically that sort of like elder millennial generation that I'm a part of. Um, <laughs> the we, yeah, we're sort of that unique position of, you know, we grew up right before, you know, cell phones and, you know, the internet and then quickly kind of in our teenage years or whatever, all of a sudden you had the internet and you had all this new technology, but we kind of remember that time before too. 
And I thought a lot about that because the whole theme developed of this story of being like this group of kids that was friends and had all these adventures when they were kids. And now they're adults and it's like they're in a different world and they've gone mm -hmm. their separate ways and lead different lives. And so the more I started thinking about that, the more I thought about not just like their relationships, but also the differences in like, what was it like in my childhood versus now? Yeah. And it is one of those things when I talk to people that are younger, you know, describing things from my childhood, I'm now at that point where it sounds like I'm talking about the stone age, you know? I'm still like, shocked I, and appalled you said we were elders. Like, <laughs> I'm no, still trying I to get over that. Like the elder millennials and like the young millennials, mm -hmm. where I feel like it, like, you know, I have a younger brother and just the several year age difference between us, you know, sometimes it is, it does feel like we're of different generations, even though we're technically both millennials. Mm -hmm. um, and so, there, so, you know, I use the term elder millennial to be like, you know, those of us maybe in our, like, our late 30s, things like that. But um, yeah, you know, that was kind of a whole because I was just telling someone else recently, like when I approach a story, I kind of think about the plot and then the theme and you mm -hmm. kind of see how all those how, how those tie together. And so with Halloween team, there was a clear idea of like, OK, the plot is, uh, you know, these kids who grew up together. They solved mysteries in their small town. They fought mm -hmm. monsters and magic and demons. And now they're grown up and, you know, there's a new mystery that brings them all together. So that was kind of the plot. But then there was a lot of thematic stuff that tied into that, like I said, of what is it like when you're of that certain age? Because I feel like there's, you know, especially now. When you're like in your 30s, there's sort of that weird period where nowadays everyone's in like very different stages of life. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, one friend is like married and has, you know, a six year old kid. One friend is still out like partying every night. Mm -hmm. uh, and you might be like, for me, I was probably like somewhat in between that. But, uh, you know, it, it was sort of reflecting on that of this group of friends who reunites and they're now all in very different parts of life. And it's sort of that theme of like, can you go home again? And, you know, the main character or the sort of the initial character we meet, Tommy, he's very much that guy that's sort of stuck and he's very nostalgic for mm -hmm. how it used to be. And he wants nothing more than to get this team back together again. So he's sort of like the gateway character to all of this. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's uh, some sort of science, like the older, older we get, like we stop seeing things as colorful. Like that's why when you mm -hmm. try to remember things back from your childhood, everything just seems so much brighter and, and prettier and everything. It's like mm -hmm. the older you get, the more, the less dopamine hits you get from that. Uh, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, I, I love just like the, the abrupt pivot, you know, from their childhood <laughs> to Tommy just being stuck in a tedious nine to five, you know, barely has time to do anything and enjoy, barely even has time to watch Netflix. I just loved, cause it just, that just hits home right like you you, oh, yeah. you you grow up so carefree and fun as a child mm -hmm. just to get hit with the harsh realities of like hey i'm gonna be stuck with a job that i might not like might not enjoy this isn't like anything like it yeah. used to be and i think you kind of really like struck at home thank you yeah and especially like moving out to la like i did and you know it's a place where everyone is striving to achieve those sort of childhood dreams but you know it's easier said than done and so that definitely informs some of my 
it was almost kind of like a, a weird, not like whatever the reverse of a fantasy is. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sort of like what would have happened to me in some ways I thought about if I had stayed in my small town and not made that move to L.A., you know, what would it have been like? And I, it's something I think about all the time of like, you know, because it's not easy to decide to uproot yourself and move to a big city and start that whole life. And so, you know, you think about a lot like, well, what would it have been like if I just stayed in my town and, you know, kind of made a life for myself there? So that's a little bit of the what if that I put into the character of Tommy a little bit. Well, we also um, uh, kind of see that sprinkled uh, with his friends, right? Like Tommy was the one that stayed while everyone else was the one that moved to, to new uh, beginnings, it felt like. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, Matt Schultz, the artist, also did a great job of, you know, he has that sort of cartoonish, mm -hmm. almost like nostalgic Saturday morning type of style to his art, which I thought was a great fit because it's not like a kid's comic. It's, it's really for adults. But it has that sense of nostalgia in the art, you know, everything from the logo to just the overall feel of it to evoke that sort of like nostalgic point of view, that kind of Saturday morning cartoon type of uh, feel that I, I thought was really cool. And it's not something that I was originally looking for, per se. Mm -hmm. But when I saw Matt's art, the wheels started turning of like, oh, this is interesting. This could be like a really interesting feel for the book. So real quick, for anyone that is watching, right here is a link. You can actually pick up issue three uh, right now. All the issues are available, but the latest is right there. Uh, be sure to go to Amazon and pick it up today. If you're unable to, just simply putting it on Facebook and Twitter is 100% free. Word of mouth helps a ton. Yeah. Now, I mean, there is a huge cast of characters in this. There is a lot going on. Uh, things are about to hit the fan. Like, this is the third of four issues, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. correct? So, I yeah. mean, like, what, and I, you know, you're hitting me kind of uh, a little late in the series. By the third issue, I, were, did you kick, you know, crowdfund or kickstart any of these? Or what was the process of creating these comics? Yeah, I thought a lot about the way, the best way to go about it. And I decided not to do the Kickstarter route. I know a lot of people that have done it. Um, and I think I just got to a place where I really wanted to get the book out. Mm -hmm. And I sort of put some money aside. I had found a great artist in Matt that, you know, had a reasonable rate when I talked to him. And I was like, okay, I could figure out how to make this work. You know, I kept it to four issues to try and keep it reasonable, again, manageable from like a, both a work perspective and a financial perspective. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what, let's just do it. <laughs> let's just get it out there. I had this sort of dream of like getting out the first issue by October of last year for Halloween. And I was like, I was really adamant that we should do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, the tough part is like, there's so much more story I'd love to tell. And if I had my way, you know, this would be like an ongoing series. Mm -hmm. um, Cause there's so many stories I could tell within this universe. And I'd love that opportunity. But I think to be realistic, it's not sustainable if you're just self-publishing a comic yeah, to do that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, let's keep it to four issues. It's going to be one story, but we'll leave it kind of open too, so that there's plenty of room, you know, if we get the chance to tell more stories. So holy crap. I just, like <laughs> I said, you hit so many bases on this, like, you know, yeah. bounce it back to Tommy too. I really love his character. What kind of went into his, his creation for you when you started scripting these characters out and bringing them to life, you know, what made uh, Tommy the protagonist for you? 
Well, this one, I you know, I think I'd written a few things in a row before this where I had protagonists that were very different for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I kind of came back to this one. And I'm like, and I was like, you know what? It'd be fun to do a character that was a little more putting myself into it. So, you know, I say that it's not me. Um, you know, there's a lot that's different about Tommy, but I probably put more of myself into this character than I had in a lot of others that I've written. And it's that, you know, it's sort of that, like I said, being in that stage of life where some friends are going one way, some friends are going another way. Mm-hmm. You're kind of trying to figure it out. Like I myself have worked a long time in a more kind of corporate job that has, you know, it's pluses and minuses, but certainly it can be tough to be in a cubicle all day when you have these big dreams and want to do all this different stuff. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of that and that, you know, my observations about corporate life and you know, some of that went into the character. A little bit of it, like I said, is fantasy too, though, because, you know, I was saying to somebody else recently too, like when I was a kid, I I loved comics, I loved sci-fi. I didn't know a lot of people that were also into that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was kind of in my own little bubble of, you know, being a nerd. Well, back then, and, like it, you were shunned for, it, or 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 like oh, if you yeah, were, if you were yeah, young enough, right. like beat up for it, like you know what I mean. Like there, like being a geek yeah. back then is not the same as being a geek today. Like I don't know, I'm not trying to gatekeep here. I'm just saying, oh, no, <laughs> I'm just saying, totally, you got yeah. <laughs> it's cool yeah. now. <laughs> it was kind of like a secret society of like if you ever saw someone, you know, reading a comic book, it was like, oh, I gotta talk to them. Like they're in, yeah, they, they're one they of us, <laughs> um, and. So it's a little fantasy of like, what if you did have those group of friends that were all into the same thing? And in this case of Halloween team, it's sort of horror. And the other thing too is, this is an aside, but you know, growing up, I was a huge fan of the show, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark and Nickelodeon? Mm-hmm. And that was obviously like a big reference point for the show, like the initial, or for this comic. Um, you know, some of the initial thought behind the premise was, you know, what if, what would happen to those kids from Are You Afraid of the Dark when they grew up? Yeah, and that's a, that's a then, good point. <laughs> yeah, because I, I love that show and they had, you know, the Midnight Society and they gathered around the campfire every night or every weekend or whatever to read the, to tell scary stories. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of my starting point. And then, of course, I took it one step further and was like, well, what if instead of just scary stories, they actually like solved mysteries and you know, fought monsters and all that when they were kids and then took it one step further and said, okay, what happens to them when they grow up? Because man, if I had been part of like the midnight society when I was 12 or whatever, you know, being in my thirties, I would just all, all I would still be a part of it. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, when I was in the midnight society, you know, and so I was thinking like, man, what was it like to have been part of, something so special um Mm -hmm. and then grow up and so that was a big impetus for for the series oh that is awesome so danny i mean we've done a whole lot of talking about issues one two and three uh issue four when can we expect that to drop and can is there anything you can tell us you know what to expect (laughs) from it we're hoping uh pretty soon so i tentatively uh early june is when we're hoping for but Mm -hmm. You can follow me on Twitter at Danny Barum, or you can follow at Halloween Team 22 and always posting any updates as they come in. Like I said, Matt is doing um, 
you know, all the art. So it's a very intensive process on his yeah. end that, you know, takes some time. So he's, he's working diligently to finish up uh, issue number four. And that issue is going to be a huge blowout. You know, it's sort of a slow build. Like each issue kind of builds upon the last and gets like more actiony, more, mm-hmm. you know, you understand more of the overarching plot and the stakes get bigger and bigger. Four is just kind of all out action and craziness where our heroes are finally reunited. They've figured out this kind of conspiracy going on in their town. There's magic, there's demons, there's, um, you know, cults and it's issue four is really the blowout of Halloween team is back. They're fighting against this evil cult and a lot happens in that issue. And there's a pretty big revelation too, because going back to the first issue, you sort of meet this mysterious character, uh, Laura, who mm-hmm. Tommy goes on a date with and she doesn't return in issues two or three. So there's sort of this mystery the whole time of like, wait, what was her deal? How does she tie into all this story? And you finally find that out in issue number four. Okay. And it all kind of interrelates. You know, it feels like there's kind of two or three parallel stories for most of the of the series. But by the mm-hmm. end, you kind of, without spoiling, spoiling anything, it all sort of ties together into one story. So you'll, you'll see that play out in issue number four. Sounds like uh, all hell is about to break loose, if you know what I mean. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so any other projects outside of uh, this series, or is this kind of like what you're focused on for this year? And once again, everyone that is watching, right there is a link for issue three. Be sure to check it out and share it with your friends. Word of mouth is 100% free. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, for comics, this is really my focus right now. Um, I really want to get the word out about Halloween Team. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to do it because... You know, indie comics, there's a lot of them, but there's not a ton of great, um, you know, outlets that are covering them. So I thank you again so much for what you're doing. Um, And it's tough, man. Like we're up on Comicology and Amazon and, you know, there's not a lot of curation on those sites to point Mm -hmm. people in the direction of, you know, new indie comics. So it's just like you said, word of mouth. Um, So really my goal as a, you know, comics writer is to use this as kind of a calling card and to get people excited and to use this to hopefully do more comics and more Halloween team. So that's really the goal now. Um, I have a lot of other, you know, stuff in the screenwriting world I'm working on. I have a script, a feature script that's optioned right now by a producer that. Oh, congratulations. uh, Thank you. Yeah. I'm hoping I can have more news about that soon. Um, (laughs) And just always continuing to write. I mean, that's a whole other, you know, episode. It's just about yeah. screenwriting and the the challenges there. But um, you know, look out for for my stuff. And if there are other screenwriters out there, always happy to exchange scripts, stuff like that. So feel free to always reach out. And once again, uh, the link to find Danny is in the description below. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, if not. Once again, just check out uh, Danny on Twitter or check out me on YouTube and Facebook and check out the description. You can find the link right down there. So, Danny, before I let you go, uh, just a couple more things. Uh, I always love ending the show on a strong note, and that is with a little bit of advice for anyone who is looking to dive into maybe writing a script for the first time. What would be something you could offer them to kind of help them get started on the right foot? Um, For script writing, I would say read scripts. So, you know, you can find them 
much more easily now than you used to be able to. You can go online, you can find, you know, Oscar winning scripts, you can find genre scripts. I would say just go find them, read them, see what works about them. Look at the aesthetics, the stylistic trappings of these scripts and, mm -hmm. and copy the best, you know? Um, that being said, in terms of your ideas, be original, but, you know, read other stuff and really analyze like what worked, what didn't, you know, enter some contests, get feedback from people. Twitter and social media is a great way to, for free, just connect with other writers and exchange scripts, give each other feedback, just kind of get a sense of where you stand and just know that that first script, maybe those first couple of scripts are going to mm -hmm. be a little rough. <laughs> it really just takes writing it, you know, writing multiple scripts over a period of literally years to get to that point where you really find your voice. So keep at it. And with comic writing, you know, when you're looking for an artist, like I said, find a good collaborator because it's so important. Like I spent so much time with Matt just figuring out the look and feel of the comic and talking through the characters. Mm -hmm. And that's invaluable. So just find a good artist is the biggest thing, I think. You know, some sound advice there. And I think uh, especially with script writing, consuming the material you're trying to create helps. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to write comics, read comic books. If you oh, yeah. write yeah, movies, I mean, you know, read the scripts and then watch the movies, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, people can tell when you're I mean, you know, especially being here in L.A., there's always people that are just kind of like, oh, yeah, I have a script. I'm going to turn it into a comic. And I get that, like, when I tell people that was the origin of Halloween Team, some people are, like, skeptical of that because, you know, you have that image in your mind of this, like, screenwriter who's just creating a comic because they want it to become a movie. And that, you know, I try and, like, I definitely am a lifelong comic book fan. Mm -hmm. One of my dreams has always been to write comics. I've gone to, like, San Diego Comic-Con every year. Uh, WonderCon in Anaheim every year like that's what I'm so passionate about and you know I think you have to have that passion um, and put it into what you're doing if you're just putting something out there because it's like a roadmap to something else mm -hmm. people can tell so you know put that passion into everything that you're doing for sure absolutely so Danny what are you consuming lately you know comic books uh, movies oh, video games <laughs> you know let's let's chum it up a little bit yeah I mean I read way too many comics. I, I buy so many. I need to cut down. I What am I reading lately? Um, I just was reading the new like uh, John Kent Superman stuff from Tom uh, Taylor, mm -hmm. who is one of my favorites. I love what he's doing with that, with Nightwing. Um, killing it on Nightwing. I like since like, oh my, I've been reading yeah. Nightwing. I forgot since when, but it's mm -hmm. been such just gold every single issue. Yeah, there have been a lot of good runs at Nightwing, too, going back to, like, Chuck Dixon and those days. Mm -hmm. This is right up there with one of the all-time runs at Nightwing with Tom I Taylor would say doing. so. I would agree, yeah. And him and Bruno just kill it. Yeah. It's just, they're, 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 they're a pair, inseparable. Yeah. Actually, one of my, you know, uh, one of my big, like, inspirations in recent years in comics writing has been Kelly Thompson. Um, I love what she's doing with Captain Marvel uh, for mm -hmm. Marvel currently. She did a great run on Black Widow recently, too. And she, I, I feel like we have very similar... Like, I'd love to talk to her someday because I feel yeah. like we have very similar writing styles. Like, I love putting <laughs> a lot of humor and, like, banter in my writing. And she's so good at that. She's, she's like, the master of banter. So uh, she's always a, a big favorite of mine. 
Brian K. Vaughn, of course. Um, Saga is one of my favorites that I look forward to. Really happy that that's back from hiatus. Um, you know, he's one of those people, Brian K. Vaughn, if his name is on it, I will buy the comic instantly. So <laughs> um, I'm still like a DC nerd at heart. So I buy a lot of DC stuff. Um, you know, I love the current run on Batman that uh, Chip Zarsky is doing. Yeah, I was about to say which Batman. They usually have like four or five running at a time now. <laughs> yeah. Batman, like there's been a lot of good runs in modern years. Like James Tinian was doing great stuff. Now Kip Starsky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. Too. I really liked uh, what the John Ridley. I am Batman uh, where it yes, was Jace Fox. Uh, John Ridley. I'm a big fan of. Uh, I love how he's doing all these comics recently. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, he's such a good writer. Like I am Batman by him has been great. He did that like the other history of the DC universe last year. Mm-hmm. That was like a modern masterpiece. That was so good. Oh, that um, is awesome. Yeah, I have been getting. Uh, I'm, I'm. I am a video game uh, guy. I've been getting back into uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Recently, the second one's about to come out because I want to catch we, up before the we second got one. BD one um, right there. Oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um. I wish I had more time for games, but I have been playing some Jedi Fallen Order. I've also been going back and playing uh, the new Horizon, the newest Horizon Zero mm-hmm. to, or, uh, Forbidden West. That was pretty good too. Really like those games. Um, and yeah, I wish I had more time for games because I, I do love uh, a good video game. Yeah, the uh, so Dead Space just got a D make. So Bloodborne had one, and now Dead Space, yeah. where an indie game dev took the game, and I actually shared it on Twitter. So anyone who's watching, go on my Twitter. You can go find the link and download it for free. It's like 15 minutes long, but they took it, D made it to PlayStation One, and yeah. it's like PlayStation One graphics, and it is phenomenal. I was so addicted to that. We actually just streamed that uh, earlier today. I've actually but... never played Dead Space. Um, oh. I know there's like a lot of fans of that game. Uh, I heard that that new remake is good. Though. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. I'm a, twi- a big Twitch streamer, so a lot of content creation. When new games drop, I'm usually streaming them like out awesome. after after hours after interviewing. <laughs> uh, a little, a little bit, you know, yeah. not so PG rated. A little bit more, you know, darker language there, darker humor. Yeah. Just you know, but hey, guys, if you like that kind yeah. ty- type of content, AAA gaming, check me out on Joffrey Cody as well. But Danny, this has been an awesome chat. Thank you so much, everyone watching. Right here is the link for issue three. Be sure to check this out. And once again, in June, you can expect issue four. As long yep. as everything goes accordingly to plan. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. Um, always happy to talk comics and excited to do what I can to promote Halloween team. So, you know, if you're a fan of things like Stranger Things, Buffy, I think you'll really like it. So so check it out. Uh, issues number one to three are out now on uh, Comicology and Global Comics. And I definitely give it that geekly approval. So, guys, be sure to hop on this link while you still can. With that being said, it is time for us to wrap up. I hope you all have a lovely Tuesday. But most importantly, keep it geekly.